a bar in Hell's Kitchen, and once a week we like to uh, gather together and sit around a, a, a fire, because <laughs> there's a fire in our bar now, I don't know. And we're so an issue of, like, what? <laughs> we have an oil drum in the middle of the bar, we stand around okay, it. I know we're a shit bar, but that's just, <laughs> like, we're not that shit. We've got some flickering neon lights, and we sit under them and... Um, and read Daredevil, uh, one issue per episode, and we say what we think about it, and we're going through them all one at a time. Uh, my name's Claire, and my co-host, as always, is Vix. Say hello. Hiya. Hiya. And we have a very <laughs> special guest this week, um, who is visiting the bar for the first time. Haha, <laughs> new blood. Um, <laughs> who sadly couldn't join us last week, so thank you, Elizabeth, for stepping in. Uh, but our special guest this week is Phil. Woo! Hey. hey thanks for having me Welcome thanks to for no no worries thank you for coming on and um i'm glad that you could uh obviously come on for this one uh after last week so yeah it's glad to have you on yeah thank you i mean perfect timing too i mean the, the nighthawk issue i mean you know that's the big movies at the mo- at the theater this uh week uh yeah yeah, yeah. old nighthawk one of uh, well we'll get into it in a moment uh, but before we get into this issue, guys, um, we are uh, a bar, so therefore we have drinks. So, guys, what are you drinking today? Vix, what are you drinking? Um, I've actually got two drinks on the go because I got too carried away with my flat pack and a bit dehydrated. So I have a lemon and ginger tea and I have a fizzy peach and raspberry like fizzy water oh that sounds a bit decadent for Josie's bar it is it's a bit lavish mm. what about you Phil uh honestly I'm just drinking some green iced tea right now it's early oh, it's very festival. well, well somewhat. I, <laughs> I was I was drinking water which is never a good idea in Josie's green iced tea sounds like way nicer um, but I also have just had a swig out of a bottle of Jack Daniels, so <laughs> that's more in keeping with Josie's part. That's a little bit, yeah, that's yeah. a bit more. I have a bottle of yeah. Jack Daniels next to me and I just had a little swig and it was very nice. Oh, how very Jessica Jones of I you. know, I'm living my, my best Jessica Jones, absolutely. Um, so this week we are um, going to discuss issue 62 of Daredevil. But first, before that, because Phil is a brand new guest, we would like to discuss his history with the character. So, Phil, tell us about your history with Mr. Matt Murdock. Um, I started reading during the Innocenti run. I, mm-hmm. I jumped on probably like, oh, what was that, eight, 1988 or so. Yeah, uh, yeah um, the, 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 it's uh, the very first issue I picked up. I'm old, so the very first issue I picked up off the uh, newsstand uh when we used to have those is uh it was the first appearance of blackheart so mm-hmm. uh issue 270 so yeah that was much i've pretty much been monthly since uh issue 270 and there's been ups and downs since then for daredevil fans <laughs> a lot yes <laughs> yes oh nice so would you say daredevil is one of your favorite comic book characters because i know obviously you you're a marvel guy and you're a dc guy uh, yeah, Daredevil's one of my favorite. I, I, I mean, I read all kinds of uh, books from uh, Marvel and DC, but the street level people are my favorite. So you know, like Daredevil, uh, Spider Man, yeah, those are like my favorites. Yeah, mine too. I love the street level guys. Like, I'm, I'm so happy when there's not magical stuff going on. You know, there's just people running around with sticks and stuff. Like, it's, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, cool. 
and uh, we'll talk a bit about your podcast at the end of the episode but who are your some of your other favorite characters like marvel or dc like what other kind of characters are you into well of course i mean you know, if i love the street level on the dc side you know there's batman nightwing uh yeah um just oh, there's so many uh but yeah the street level i mean moon knight's getting i've, I've been a moon knight fan for the longest time and you know now everyone's going to be a moon knight fan here soon <laughs> yeah there'll be all the moon knight hipsters going i liked him first i know like our listener rebecca will be one of them <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for moon knight either though it looks i'm so excited so i'm like so, let's yeah, get into some so of this darker good. marvel stuff you know come on uh, and also speaking of which um the marvel netflix shows have now been taken off uh, netflix and are coming to disney plus and apparently they are going to be unchanged which is good so um they're not going to sort of make them you know ch- child friendly daredevil which i like um and i think they're all coming to the uk i think it's the 15th of march isn't it vix does that sound right uh that's not, yeah that sounds about right I'm not sure about in the in the states, uh, Phil. Or uh, as far as I as far as I know, I thought it was the, around the same because I thought it was around the middle. Mm, so, yeah. yeah so I know it's world. different for you guys because on our Disney Plus over here, we have Stars on Disney Plus. So there was a theory that it would be on Stars, but it sounds like it's just going directly to Disney Plus under you know the Marvel banner, which makes sense because it ties it more in with the rest of the um, the MCU stuff. Um, yeah, so I don't I'm guessing know. that that's what will be in the states as well. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do it different uh, anywhere else, but I know here they're going to – I think they said they're going to add a bunch of, uh, like, uh, parental settings. So, you know, so if you don't want your child to watch it, you can kind of, you know, set – you know. Yeah, they watch, watch like, the Spider-Man and his friends cartoon, and then it goes, hey, you might like the Punisher. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> like, 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 you might like Luke Cage getting coffee. Absolutely. Like, you probably will like it, but it doesn't mean your parents will like you like it. So. Well, we have, like, over here, we've, we have Pam and Tommy on Disney+. Plus. Like, it's oh. not even on Hulu. Yeah, it's just on Disney+. Plus. So you could literally go from watching, like, something and then go, what's this Pam toy? Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm really annoyed because, like, um, the, U- the U.S. got um, the movie Fresh on Disney+, Plus over the weekend. Yeah, we did not. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I don't know and if we're like, going to get it later or what. It better, because I, I, need, I need to see Sebastian being a creepy cannibal. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get it at some point. Maybe it'll be, I don't know, maybe it'll be on Stars or something. I would imagine, because I think it, yeah, I think it's it. a Hulu. I, I think it's another Hulu. Yeah, all the Hulu <laughs> stuff seems to go straight to Stars over here. Why um, just the... Oh, go on. Oh, sorry. There's probably just a bunch of legal stuff, but I don't know why they can't just drop everything at the same time all over the world. It all it's all digital. Exactly. It makes no <laughs> sense now. So it's probably some like bollocks licensing mm-hmm. complications or something. I don't know. Apparently, as well, um, Disney Plus released a little promo about all the shows going to Disney Plus, and it included <laughs> it included Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, but not Iron Fist. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no. Danny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of sad. The one defender's that's left mean. out. I know. Unless they're just not advertising it, and then they're just like, yeah, it'll be there, but we're not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and Iron Fist in brackets at the bottom. <laughs> uh, 
so this issue we are going to discuss today is called is it did we decide if it was quoth or quoth quoth, quoth. quoth the I don't know book, nevermore hmm Quoth. I, can't, I quoth. don't know if we could fit. I don't know if we could decide which one. I, can't, I don't think we decided. Quoth, quoth the Nighthawk, Nevermore. This issue was published in March uh, 1970. We're in the 70s. Um, and the description of it is as follows. Upstaged by Nighthawk at every turn, Daredevil considers giving up his heroic identity again. The public may look past him, but Daredevil can't shake a fishy feeling about the new guy in town. Is Nighthawk truly the hero he claims to be? And it was written by Roy Thomas. Artist was Gene Colan. Inca this time was Sid Shaw. And it was Artie Simic doing the lettering. So Artie's back uh, after a few weeks. I think he was off. And uh, this issue, what do we... Okay, first, what do we think of this cover, guys? Because... The, co- <laughs> the cover is my panel of the week. <laughs> I, I, mean, was like, I was looking at it. When I was looking at it, I was going, oh, baby, <laughs> shit. I, what do you think of this cover, Phil? Uh, I was very disappointed this cover didn't, like, didn't uh, ha- actually happen in this issue. I'm I just know. like, wow. He's like holding like a big rally. looks like he's holding a big rally or something, you know. Yeah. Public's all just, and Daredevil just walking with his shoulders slumped, just like, I remember the I exact. Just, I love um, it. He just looks. He just looks like such an emo sad sack. I love it so much. <laughs> I knew you would love it. I was laughing last week thinking about. I remember the exact moment I bought this issue because I have the physical issue in front of me. Um, it was in the Coliseum of Comics again. That's the second shout out they've had uh, in Orlando, and um, I was with uh, Tammy and Brad, who are my co-hosts on the other shows, and I was looking through the comics, and this one was there, and I was like, I have to buy this one. And I love this this cover so much that I even posted it on my Facebook and it was just me cackling because I I just I just love him going, Get lost, D D, Nighthawk is taking over <laughs> And then I was like, <laughs> Okay <laughs> Hello from the other side <laughs> I I love it. I've drawn three hearts in my notes about this cover. Mm-hmm. Uh it's great. So um, it starts off, this is kind of like a little standalone story at the moment, sort of after we've had a lot of ongoing stories, you know, we've just had Crime Wave and all this kind of thing. Um, So this story starts where we find out that apparently Daredevil is getting a lot of anonymous tips via Matt Murdock. People are phoning Matt Murdock and giving him anonymous tips. So Matt Murdock is now famously friends with Daredevil, I guess. It seems to be like, yeah, like people going like, oh, you know Daredevil. It's like, do I? Okay. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the cover story. He just wants to creep. Like, how many pages he's just like creeping around this theater? <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's just, he loves creeping around. This is, this is, this whole thing with this theater is very strange as well to me because yeah. it's so bizarre that it's like this big movie that's coming out. Um, and there's only one showing a day. And I was like, if there was the big movie coming out, like if No Way Home was coming out, that was like on, a, like what, how many times a day in our local theatre? Like 50? Well, they like had it on, over like, about what? 10 screens, you know? Yeah. So, oh, that's, that's like that's like this weekend uh, when we went to see the Batman yesterday. Yeah. There was a show every uh, showing starting every half an hour. Wow. From like 11.30 a.m. to 11 p.m. There's one every half an yeah. hour. It's just crazy. This is like a big thing. It's like, oh, we're going to the theatre. It's like a big night out. And 
we have to get our ticket in as one show a day, you know? Well, it probably was like that, though, back in the day. Because oh. they would have had to have, like, rewound the tape, like, reset yeah. the tape off and... <laughs> You know, reset, reset the reel and everything. And so there may have been like maybe like a matinee and then a late night one, I would have thought. I think there has to be because they say that the clock strikes nine when these two goons, uh, Jojo and Willie, get to the cinema or to the theatre. Sorry. Mm. Um, but then there's a sign saying the next show is at 2.30. So there must be a matinee and an evening show. Yeah, I would have thought that would be. Yeah. I wonder what they're watching. Hmm. We never find Ooh. out. No, it doesn't say. You can't. I I did look to see if there was like a, you know, on the on the bit outside. Mm. I don't know if it is Victor Victoria because it does say some like Vic, but I didn't know if it's like the Victoria Theatre, you know, mm. if that was like the name of the theatre, or if they are seeing Victor Victoria. I don't know what year that came out. I thought it was earlier. We'll have to, we'll have, to have a look. Oh, let me Google it. <laughs> so everyone's everyone's like, yay! The latest Julie Andrews is out. Woo! <laughs> To be fair, like I, I'd be like that. Oh, me too. <laughs> She's a legend. The issue kind of is dated, but it's like, I guess if you actually put like a real movie that was out, you would really date this issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Victor Victoria was 1982. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, I don't know what mm. it is then. It must be the Victoria Theatre because it definitely says that. So, as. Daredevil is like sort of waiting and creeping around this theatre to see what's going to happen. Creeping and a peeping. Um, we get these two guys rushing to the theatre, uh, Jojo and Willie. Weeping Willie. Sorry? Yeah, Weeping Willie. I thought one of them's name was Julius because one of them says, why didn't you tell me that before we stop for that orange, Julius? And I thought he was talking to Julius, but then I, I found out that orange Julius is actually like a drink. I yeah, and it sounds absolutely revolting. Oh, I didn't look at what it was. What is so, it? Okay, so it's ice, orange juice, sweetener, milk, oh. powdered egg whites, <gasps> and vanilla. What? Uh, Phil, please explain <laughs> what's going on in your country. Why would you put orange juice <laughs> and milk together? It's bad. I mean, I don't know if it's even that big of a thing anymore. There's like one store up at like my local mall that like sells them. I guess I think it's still there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I. You don't see a lot of them around anymore, so I, I think a lot of people found them revolting, maybe. Yeah, because I, I, go, I googled it, because I was like, Orange Julius. Uh, and it was Orange Julius, it's an American chain of fruit drink beverage stores. Oh. That's how hardcore Jojo and Willie are. They're not even stopping for alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, um, they've been around since, like, the 1920s. Um, oh. But the Orange Julius, like, is a, even though that's, like, the name of the stores, that's, that's like, their signature drink. Oh, okay. It sounds absolutely. But I, I was like, okay. Orange and milk together. Was, was, like, that's what they like. They're gonna drink in Heather's to make. That's what they're gonna yeah. give Heather, um, the red Heather to make her sick is orange juice and milk, because it's it like you well. ice, orange juice, sweet. No, I was like, okay, that sounds good. Then milk. It sounds like maybe it was. It was almost like kind of. Uh, forerunner of sort of smoothie bars maybe because it was like fruit juice drink like actual shop mm. that sold like different um yeah maybe different so it was almost like a sort of like a chain yeah like a like a sort of smoothie before smoothies were around Three smoothie jays it's like how do we make how do we make this delicious orange uh sweet orange drink a bit thicker mm, let's put milk and egg whites oh, in God. It's just, I feel ill thinking about it. 
would never do Orange Julius in Josie's bar. That's a promise to our, our customers. Ever. The only time that it might that we might get something that resembles an Orange Julius is like the slot bucket <laughs> where you pour, where you pour all of the excess. Fair enough. So Jojo <laughs> and Willie are racing to the movie theater because it's got five minutes until the box office closes, and everything's not going their way. They get to the car park and it's full, so they have to go to the other car park, but then they end oh, up like parking so in an alley. Hilarious. It's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, nothing's going our way. Mm. Um, so Daredevil notices these two guys approaching the movie theatre and he thinks they're a bit shifty, but then he's like, oh, maybe they're just like movie nerds, so I'll continue watching to see. But you know they're villains because, like, all of the goons in the comic run so far all have the same faces. They do, yeah. <laughs> like, like that you know, they look like what happens when cousins get married. They all have the same <laughs> face. That's why how we knew that guy was suspicious last issue. Yeah, because he had the same face. He had the same face. We were like, oh, <laughs> he's got the uh, Gene Colan goon face. And wearing a fedora. What do we think <laughs> about what they're wearing? Like, what uh, Willie is wearing? He's like wearing this green coat with like a little as like ascot scarf thing and a, a little hat. It's an odd ensemble. It is. I I I don't like it. There's a lot of strange. Put, I'll wait for him to put that scarf over his face, the, you know, the hat, you know. Yeah. yeah. Why doesn't he? Just, I thought that's what he would do. Yeah. He does. So I like, just I like the lady that's in front of them wearing her little pink outfit. Mm. The old lady. Yeah. Oh, she's cute. So this is when they decide to rob the movie theatre, I guess, because they've got all that, that money from the, the big film. And uh, they do a hold up and they're asking them to pass the cash over. And uh, instead, Daredevil swings in and kicks one of them in the face. It almost looks like his armpit. I mean, it's hard to tell. Or his armpit. Know. Could be his armpit. Yeah. I mean, this guy's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> his head no longer is attached to his body. He goes down, the other guy tries to shoot him, um, and he says, I've got some surprises for you, masked man, steel-coated surprises. And he shoots point-blank at dead, everyone somehow misses, um, and then the police show up, so these guys run away. Daredevil goes to follow, and instead, there's a new friend dealing with these guys. Vix, what are your thoughts? No capes! <laughs> <laughs> It's not like a proper cape, it's like a bird wing cape. I I I enjoy this outfit. I'm you like not gonna it? lie. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. Cause it actually fits. True. <laughs> it's not so Yeah. Uh he kind of reminded me of um Hawkman. <laughs> no oh god. From Watchmen. Oh uh, Night Owl. Yeah. 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 God, like the name just totally evaded my well, brain. Well, both for a Night Owl and, and this guy, I think, are um, you know like facsimiles of of Batman to an extent. I think you, you well, were talking does... about that earlier, Phil. Oh yeah. Well, he does get in his Batmobile in a minute and drive to Wayne Manor. <laughs> so. Well, <laughs> and he's a bored rich guy as well. I mean, he. I mean, the Squadron Supreme or Sinister. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were literally created to be a version of the Justice League, just so the Avengers could play. You know, quote yeah. unquote, fight the Justice League. Yeah, absolutely. That was. Yeah, they were. That was kind of what. I mean, he's had a long, sordid history. He's not a character I know much about in 
a Marvel character, but he's, I mean, just looking sort of online, he's been in everything. He was in the Defenders. Um, he was involved in the squadron. He was the Squadron Sinister, Civil War, the Thunderbolts, um, the Last Defenders. He was impersonated by a Skrull, I believe. Um, he's, you know, oh, sorry, go on. I know I said who hasn't been. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, true. Um, he's, uh, he's uh, been sort of, you know, had dealings with Daredevil and Matt Murdock sort of on and off throughout the years. Um, so he's only really a character that I know when he sort of, mainly when he shows up in Daredevil, um, or, you know, Daredevil's involved in one of the stories. Um, but yeah, this is our, our new friend, guys, Nighthawk, Kyle Richmond. Is he a character you know a lot about in particular, Phil? Um, I know somewhat about him. Uh, yeah, I'm not totally, totally versed in him, but, uh, yeah, I know, you know, some of his Defender stuff, and there's been multiple versions of Kyle Richmond and stuff. Mm-hmm. This, But that outfit, though, I mean, yeah, it is snazzy, but I never get, like, that whole thing where it's, like, instead of a mask, you have, a thing, you have like, something that covers your whole head, like, except for your face. Yeah, and a little beak. <laughs> little bird nose. <laughs> and he's got little bird eyebrows, which I kind of love. <laughs> Yeah, it's the it's the cape that like I don't get the cape because he has this in later versions as well. I've had a look that like goes up over his shoulders. It doesn't lay on his shoulders, so it goes up like wings. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I know it's meant to look like so wings, his... but from a practical point of view. So his so his um his boss his like eighties power, power boss shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't think about being shoulder pads. He's he's ahead of time. Like... This is nineteen seventy. <laughs> Think, think think of Melanie Griffith in Working Girl. So he uh, swoops in and basically deals with these guys, um, collides into Daredevil as well, and says, uh, get out of the way, I can deal with these guys better than you can. And suddenly Matt comes over all woozy, mm, which is very suspicious because this has happened before with you know certain things when he's been exposed to stuff. Um, so we obviously know something is going on. Um, so he proceeds, so Carl Richmond, Nighthawk, proceeds to beat these guys up while yelling his name, so everyone knows who he is. <laughs> uh, they see him defeat these two goons, while Daredevil just stands there, and immediately the public are like, hey, is he better than Daredevil? <laughs> and Daredevil would be the more, like, Daredevil who did this and that, who, who stopped, a. Uh, you know, who who flew a rocket back into Central Park, like, who did their, you know, like, is he better than that guy because he fought these two guys? He beat up up these two nobodies, man. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. He's just having a bad day. Oh, you New Yorkers are so fickle. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we see Nighthawk uh, lets these two guys go. He tells everyone that he's taken them to police, but he doesn't. He just lets them go. And then he heads off laughing. Uh, while Daredevil, of course, poor Matt, as soon as anything happens, he starts to question everything. <laughs> he's, he has yet another existential crisis. Yes, yes. Uh, what do you think about Nighthawk's little car? His Batmobile. His Nighthawk mobile. <laughs> I was like, oh, rich white boy shenanigans. 
Why, there we go. I was like, Why is it green? Yeah, doesn't really match the rest of it. He does drive off to Wayne. I mean Richmond Manor. <laughs> uh, so he goes off to yet another manor just outside New York. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, mm-hmm. but like the 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 the, the, the hillsides outside Manhattan are getting pretty crowded. They are. Um, I mean, it's or, not a clean manner. He, they... he doesn't have an Alfred because he says it's a very musty mansion. Like, do you think, do you think maybe like they all, it's like an air, like a, a villain Airbnb. It's actually the same mansion each time, but they just <laughs> rent it. <laughs> I would love that. That's, that's New York real estate, and in the seventies, it's all either abandoned mansions or you know the villains need abandoned warehouses or whatever. That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah, I reckon that there's like some sort of like uh, villain Airbnb on the dark web that they all like. They're all in the same mansion. They all yeah. rent the same warehouse. Well, I mean, in the Daredevil Netflix show, I think they're all sharing the same warehouses because every mm. episode it's like this abandoned warehouse. This set of it's like, I'm pretty sure there wouldn't be, because yeah, that's like prime real estate. Mm. I'm sure they wouldn't be empty for very long. Exactly. So we find out the origin of Carl Richmond. Basically, he was bored, and he found an old volume of alchemy, um, in the library. Uh, oh, in his library, he doesn't remember buying it, but then he looks through it and he finds this recipe which is all about how to get superpowers and to sort of make yourself a lot better and he's like yeah i'm bored i'll uh mix that up and have a swig why not what's the worst that can happen i just i love how there's like just you know a random book of alchemy lying around that essentially tells you how to make the super soldier serum well we'll find out why later in the issue i'm a little bit concerned about that (laughs) Yeah, it could be lots of... Well, it's not the super super soldier serum because it only works at night. Specifically, only when the moon is bright. <laughs> so he's like a kind of... Well, it's kind of like Moon Knight had those powers at one point, didn't he? Or does he still have those powers, Phil? I can't remember. I like don't think so. the phase of the moon and stuff. Yeah, no, those have come and gone. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't think that's canon at this point. Mm. Probably more conscious, yeah. So uh, Carl later finds out that it was the Grand Master who made the book fall into his hands. And I was like, oh, of course, it's creepy space uh, Jeff Goldblum from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, If you don't know, Phil, I have a phobia of Jeff Goldblum, so... Like, she really does. Yeah, I would He's weird. So I was like, that's the kind of thing that creepy Jeff Goldblum would do. He'd leave these books of alchemy lying around. So I love Jeff Goldblum. That's in my head now. Um, but we find out that that um, at one point Nighthawk almost beat uh, Captain America if it wasn't for his his shield. Steve. In Avengers number seventy. I did do a little squeal when I saw Steve. I do like Nighthawk's weird, like. I used to do boxing. I've never seen someone punch like this. I feel like he would have fallen over because he's like, like he's he's facing away from Captain America, but then he's like twisting his entire body 180 yeah. degrees to punch. And I was like, I think yeah. you would have lost your footing, dude. <laughs> or, or like broken something. Yeah. Uh, like, have you got the ribs, sir? <laughs> his ribs don't exist anymore. They're just made of dust. Um. So he's now decided he's going to take on Daredevil, 
um, and get the applause he's always wanted and make his bid for political power. Not being funny, but Daredevil is a little bit of a step down from Captain America. I mean, yeah. No offence. I love, I love my boy Daredevil, but uh, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, I feel like you'd get much more applause and acclaim with Captain America. I don't know if at this time, though, maybe the public didn't love Captain America as they sometimes do, you know? Mm, We've seen how, how yeah. fickle they are before, though, with Daredevil. Like, they love him, they hate him, you know? And are we kind of doing like the loser tour too, so we can show like how all these Marvel street level guys can beat, you know, quote unquote Batman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matt has worked out that he must have been um, drugged by uh, Nighthawk at some point because he suddenly felt dizzy, and he's back in the uh, office. Oh god. Sorry. I was gonna say I'm sorry. This is this was the most. Uh... I felt well, they were stretching the most with this plot point. I'm like, okay, the man with hypersensitive skin and all his other senses didn't know he was uh, injected with the drug until later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he would have he would have picked up on it immediately. And also, he's had things like this happen before. Where he's suddenly, you know, he's been exposed to like uh, I can't remember which which uh, issue it was where he was exposed to radioactive material, and it suddenly just made him like feel weird. And it's like, so he should have learned from this, you know, like, oh, I've obviously been exposed to something. But see, when when I was reading this, I thought um, he'd actually like bashed his head. Um, oh. Like when he I, I thought that when he like crashed into into Nighthawk, that he'd like bashed his head or something. And that's mm. why he felt dizzy. Oh. And then later on, they're like, oh, I've been I've been, you know, dou- like doused with something or I've been injected with something. I was like, huh? I mean, if he mm-hmm. was swinging around in his um, his uh, grey and red armoured suit, Phil, this wouldn't have happened. No, 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 of course not. Yeah, yeah. I well, just, I just, I'm, not, I'm like a normal, wouldn't a normal person feel like they were getting injected with something, so he should really be able to feel it? Yeah. I mean, it, if, it, if it had been something like, a, like an odourless gas or something, I could see that, but... Yeah, if there's anyone that, if, if, if nothing else... Like, Matt Murdock is, is supremely aware of everything that's going on in his body, I would imagine, with his senses, you know? Yeah. Like, he'd be aware of, he'd be aware if he's sweating differently because something's been introduced into his his bloodstream. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. I know how much, Fix, you love the Karen Page, Matt Murdock love story. <laughs> um... So you get this little scene, which perfectly encompasses their relationship, where Karen's being salty to Matt, and Matt's being salty to Karen, and then they make out, <laughs> and poor Foggy I walks just, in on it. Do you know what? I do love that she said, uh, like, I'll put you in a home. Oh, she's <laughs> like, I'll put you in a home, Matt. Our home. And then she went, our home, and I was like, oh, okay, that's not as funny. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want me to be Daredevil? Come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate his shirt and tie oh. combo with the power of a thousand suns. You mean my boot for the issue? I was like, uh, Matt, you're what? wearing orange and purple. What is happening here? He's like, a blind man. Leave him alone. <laughs> but Willie Lincoln is, is also a blind man, and he always dresses impeccably. Okay. You know, and he doesn't. He doesn't have like Matt's level of money. Mm-hmm. Like what is that? What is that combo, Matt? He looks like, like he's, he's like Halloween colours, which I approve of, oh. but 
Like I love, you know, it would be if it was on purpose. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, and standing next to Karen in her cute little like green check dress with the ruffles at the front. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, her dress is super cute. I really like her outfit. But Matt, oh no. And then Foggy comes in and he's looking smart as always in his three piece suit. And I'm just like, Matt, what are you doing? Uh, let's talk about the Daily Bugle. How Nighthawk has fought these two guys, and the Daily Bugle's headline is, "Is Nighthawk better than Daredevil?" <laughs> Like, yeah. It's like they, they act in this issue like the only two superheroes in this city are Nighthawk and Daredevil. Like Jonah just really hates superheroes, doesn't he? Basically, he's always on the wrong side. Oh yeah, if it's if Jonah, that headline should have been, you know, is is Nighthawk better than Daredevil and Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, <he's definitely laughs> better than Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So um, Daredevil, so Matt and Karen make out because this is their relationship now. They bicker and then they make out. Um, what do you think about Matt and Karen at this kind of point in the in the comics film, like after Karen has found out uh, Daredevil's identity? I mean, I like their relationship later on at this point. Yeah, it's I, I really don't get their relationship at this point. But, you know, after she comes back after Born Again, I, I kind of get it a little more. Uh-huh. But yeah, it just it just seems yeah, it's a lot of oh, I don't want you to be Daredevil, and you know, it's like, yeah, then they end up making out. But uh, what about the big trader, Foggy? He's even he's ready to be like, oh hey, maybe we should talk to Nighthawk, you know, <laughs> replace Daredevil. Exactly. <laughs> I know we've got Daredevil in the books, but maybe we should get Nighthawk. Oh, it's like, why would he be even more help than Daredevil? Like, da- again, Daredevil no more was invading New York and Daredevil <laughs> stopped him. He <laughs> stopped an invasion. <sighs> How soon they Again, get? Yeah, has been around for like five minutes. You don't know this guy. Exactly. You know. oh. So Daredevil is suspicious about his broad-beaked buddy, Nighthawk, and calls the police station and finds out some information. We don't find out what yet. Um, although <laughs> Matt says... Those phone calls took more dimes than President Nixon's message to the moon. And he had a fiver on him that he could get changed by the uh, the candy store man. <laughs> Which I just love this little detail. He had to go into a, like a candy store and be like, excuse me, do you have some change, sir? Thank you. Um, Goes and asks a child catcher. Yeah. So Daredevil comes across a robbery uh, happening. Um... Uh, jumps down, uh, is glad that at least someone still recognises him because they recognise him as Daredevil. Uh, but as soon as he appears, Nighthawk appears and pushes him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs his such as Nighthawk. He's such a dick. I love it. <laughs> he lands, he pushes these guys out of the way. Um, and then he says, uh, this town ain't big enough for the both of us, Daredevil. So why don't you make like a banana and split? <laughs> Like, there's a thousand superheroes. Like, uh, like seriously, like the Avengers are literally around the corner, and the Fantastic Four as well. What do you mean? And there's so many. Or villains. did you? Or maybe you just meant like Hell's Kitchen. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But why is like Nighthawk in Hell's Kitchen? Like Hell's Kitchen wasn't, you know, hadn't been gentrified at this point. <laughs> He'd be up in, like, I don't know, in, I don't know, where the posh place would be in 1970. Like, 
overlooking Central Park. Upper East, well, he's in his manor, Upper isn't he? Upper East Side? Well, maybe. Upper East Side, I like... Mm-hmm. Well, he picked Hell's Kitchen because Daredevil was his target. That's because, true. You know, that Captain America's mean. <laughs> Captain America's got shield. So, uh, <laughs> so he basically tells Daredevil to get to get out of there, and I guess Matt does because it just says like night follows night, and Daredevil is not seen in the city. So I was like, did Daredevil just go home and cry? Like, what happened? <laughs> I can make, make him out. Oh. oh, just imagine Matt sitting at home crying. He's just making out with Karen. <laughs> he's coming up with his plan. He's making actually, I know what he's doing. He's making this latex mask, I guess. Um, you know, he's crafting that. So Nighthawk is having the time of his life. He's just standing in front of the moon and laughing. Uh, you know, he's got the hero worship he always wanted, and that's the first step to total power. It's like, whoa, okay, calm down. <laughs> Um, so then near Times Square later, a few days, a few days later, he finds someone who has robbed a jewelry store, I guess, and is holding these jewels and, um, takes this guy down. And, uh, this guy talks about Jojo and Weeping Willie and says, Hey, you let them go. Why won't you let me go? And, uh, and Nighthawk is, is not the brightest and is like, yeah, that's right. I let them go. And. You know, I just want to look better to the sheep below and all this kind of thing. And of course, it's it's not a random robber. It's actually Daredevil. And he's recording every single thing and he's broadcasting it to the, the people below. And we once again get a flesh mask being worn over Daredevil's Daredevil outfit. Over Daredevil's... Oh. Oh, sorry, like, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, a flesh mask worn over his daredevil cowl, worn over sunglasses. Yes, because obviously he has the sunglasses <laughs> on under this. So we have, we have, we have naked Matt. Then we have sunglasses. Then we have the daredevil cowl. Then we have flesh mask of this guy with a moustache. Then we have sunglasses on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's like the sword costume all over again. It's like again. a trifle. It has many layers. <laughs> <laughs> it is the short costume made. over again where it's layer on layer on layer. <laughs> Can you imagine how sweaty he must get under that? Well, we also learned in the last issue that he doesn't wear socks, so his feet would really smell. Ugh. It's like I said Ugh. before, whenever I see the, the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck, Phil, there's a scene in which he gets back to his house and he takes off his like leather jacket because it's the leather jacket and that, and he kind of grimaces because it's meant to be that it hurts, but it, to me it looks like he's like, oh, I smell because he's just wearing leather, <laughs> leather on skin and running around in it. Ooh. And I'm like, I did enough clubbing in my my youth wearing leather trousers to know how much that would smell. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so now everyone knows that Nighthawk. Uh, doesn't like the people, he's not out for the people, he's just a phony. And him and Dad have a big fight. Um, and uh, he tries to, I guess, prick Dad ever with this dizzy stuff. And uh, it doesn't work because Matt has developed an antidote for it. So that's what of he's been busy he doing in his lab. Uh, in his secret lab <laughs> and now uh, and before the police arrive Nighthawk's off he runs away 
And all the people below are like, wow, that Daredevil, he's a real man. How could we have been taken but in not, by him? But not without... <laughs> I, just, I love the, like, the karate chop. <laughs> yes. The, the, like, oh, it does. Like, karate chop. Between his uh, shoulder blades. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It made me laugh. Yeah, that would, that would hurt. Um, we do see, like, a movie poster, but I can't work out what film it is, because all I can see is, like... It says A-K-A-T something A, something of Java. I don't know if that's a film, but Ooh. I don't know. Uh, and that's, it's a, a very sudden, weird ending because yeah. literally they're fighting. They fight down into the subway. Um, like Daredevil, well, Nighthawk either falls or is sort of pushed or Daredevil fails to save him. And he falls in front of a train. So obviously we think Nighthawk is done for. But then we hear his voice coming out of the tunnel saying, You won this time, Daredevil, but one of these first moonlit nights, the victory will be Nighthawks. <laughs> As he's, the train speeds away with Nighthawk on the front of it like a bug on a windshield. Flattened. <laughs> like, I, I heard that in my head as, you know, he hit the front of that train and his face is just smushed up against the <laughs> yeah. front of it. Yeah. And then it just kind of ends. We don't get a, a next time in Daredevil, you know, like anything. It just goes to the end, but only for now. So it's a very, very sudden ending. Uh, what do you guys think about this ending with like him taking down uh, Nighthawk, like how it happened with like him recording? Did you think that this like would go on for a bit longer, Vix? Like, yeah, I did. It was a bit sort of um, considering that it was quite a lot, uh, like a big build up mm-hmm. from the beginning of the issue, and then it was kind of like, and they fight, and now it's done. It's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, there is a lot of build up with like Jojo and Willie at the start, you know, like yeah, which it doesn't have to be there, so it is a bit of an unevenly mm. paced issue, I would say. It ends very yes. suddenly. So, what do you think, Phil? I thought I thought there was going to be another page, but there wasn't. <laughs> I think they just needed like a um, maybe like a filler before they got back to the ongoing story because mm-hmm. yeah I mean that that begin like I said that beginning part seemed to take a long time and I love like the um kind of almost the meta commentary at the end of the crowd when they find out about Nighthawk they're like <laughs> oh boy how could we have been t- fooled so easily <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh they're so fickle. So, um, as I mentioned, I have the issue uh, in front of me, and there wasn't any new ads, unfortunately, so there's nothing mm. to mention. But I did like one of the letters at the end, and I thought Ooh. I'd mention it, and it even got called out in another letter um, for being a good letter, so that's that's good. So this is from mm. Howard Leroy Davis uh, of New Jersey. Good name. Sorry? Good name? Good name. Yeah. Uh, Dear Stan, Roy, and Jean, the real problem in the Matt Karen setup is now clear. No deep, meaningful relationship between two people can be built on anything but the truth. That's in case. Thank you. The gentle, handsome, blind man that Karen loved was a fiction. A large part of her love for Matt must have been based on the thought of mothering him. How could she Thank think you. of mothering a swashbuckling daredevil? Now that she knows the truth, maybe a real love can be built. But Matt better realise that he is at year zero. He has to begin all over again if he is to win the fair Miss Page. I was like, 100% yeah. Howie mm-hmm. Davis. Yeah. 
So I thought you would like that letter, uh, Vix. Yes, very good. Very good. Yes, and something we've discussed in the last few uh, episodes is, you know, with Karen finding out that Matt is Daredevil, and something we've discussed in it, Phil, is that, like, she doesn't know Matt, you know, because the Matt that she thought she knew is not who Matt is. She thought he was this, you know, helpless, unassuming blind guy, but that's not him. She she doesn't really know anything about him, so it's it's always funny when they're like immediately like, hey, let's get married, without knowing a thing about each other. It it almost seems like every time anyone finds out about Matt's identity, they're kind of like they feel betrayed. They're kind of like not even like a normal like you know identity reveal. Like man, you pretend you know. I swear most of the people are like you pretend to be blind, and he's like, no no no, I really. <laughs> And they're just like, you must be laughing at us. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I really am blind, but I just have like these enhanced, like senses and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like something I feel like um they don't really mention is that like, like Karen is essentially or would be like grieving for the person yeah. that she thought she knew and thought that she was in love with and it's kind of like that whole like well how can you be in love with someone who essentially now no longer exists because are you talking about, I mean, mike? Are you talking about mike well mike no i, I mean she did like mike because uh, when mike was dead ever but also matt as well yeah because both of so those like, men died but really they did die because now the person who's left which is the real Matt slash Daredevil is not either of those people that died who were the ones that she sort of she was in love with this idea of someone who doesn't really is not a whole person it's just a facet of the real Matt is that what you mean Vix yeah like you know and and like because it is essentially it's it's a loss like grieving a loss of because that person now now doesn't exist and essentially never existed also bear in mind she's still grieving her dad as well because oh i know he died like three minutes ago you know um and it just like oh i don't know but it just <clears throat> to me it just it highlights the fact that karen is written by men because I think that just needs to slow down maybe Take a bubble bath, think about things, and realize he's got he's got to do some of the heavy he's well he's got to do a lot of the heavy lifting in this relationship. Because it's like now that she knows, like he could explain, you know, like the whole, you know, it's like Daredevil is not really made up, like Matt is not really made up, like Mike is not, you know, I'm a com I'm a little bit of all of these people. But I think Matt doesn't even realize that himself because in last. The last issue, oh, Matt's he got, said... Matt's got no idea yeah, who he is. Yeah, he even said he didn't know who he was. Is he Daredevil? Is he, is he more Daredevil? Is he more Matt? So Matt doesn't know. So no. he's not going to be able to explain that to Karen because he doesn't know himself, which is, exactly. is one of the things I find so fascinating about him. It, it's been a few years since I've read, read this era of Daredevils. So, so, like, I just jumped in with it, mm-hmm. this issue. Again, I haven't, I didn't reread anything before this for many years. So, like, if you just take go from this issue, it just seems like her whole issue was like, I just want him to quit being Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, it really is, I mean, yeah. it is partly, which is, is troublesome. And this is something we discussed with Elizabeth before, because, like Elizabeth said, 
if she really knew him, she couldn't ask him to not be Daredevil because he is Daredevil. That's part of him. Yeah. Um, but when he, like a few issues ago, it was the, the stuntman issue, wasn't it, Vix? Where he promised that he was going to give up being Daredevil so they could get married. And he's going to make an announcement. And then he goes, actually, nah, nah, I'm not. And so obviously that he's letting her down. He made, makes her a promise and then he lets her down. And he doesn't really apologise for it or explain it. He just feels mm. like she has to deal with it. So they're both at fault, you know. Yeah, I just thought if I was Karen, I would have run in the opposite direction as fast as my legs could carry me uh, like three issues ago. Meanwhile, Foggy and Deb are living their, their best life together. Yeah. <laughs> They are relationship goals. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of this issue, guys. Did you have any other thoughts on this issue? Or like reading an issue from this era, like you said, Phil, you haven't read it for like anything from this era for a while. Was there anything that sort of surprised you? Uh, not about the air, uh, the air of the book, but just the other thing is like when he, like we were talking about the multiple masks he's wearing on his head. <laughs> That, that's not even the the whole picture. It's like when, you know, he's wearing street clothes to complete this whole disguise. Once he takes off that mask, those street clothes just magically disappear, it seems, also. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe they were... Uh, tearaway. Maybe rice paper. Or te- yeah, they're, they're just tearaway clothes like they wear in the full Monty. Or in, yeah. like, Magic Mike. <laughs> and then he, like, magically shrinks them down and puts them in the end of his billy club. No, then what he does is he puts them in a pile on the floor and he uses that little vial of acid that he has in his cane that he used before. <laughs> He's like, and now I'm just going to melt my civilian clothes because that's the best way to get rid of them. Because that's easiest. Yes. That's the easiest Which I, I'm so glad he gave up, like, after an issue. That was great. And, like, so when he had pop- his little hood that he put his Ugh. clothes in. <laughs> so do we call that maneuver the Magic Mike Murdoch maneuver? The Magic Mike <laughs> Murdoch maneuver. Oh, the official name. It's going to go we down. We'll it. look out for that, just like we look out for the old cloakaroo. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> so um, that is the end of this issue, guys. Um, but we have to discuss what we are going to give this week's boot and toot. This is where we uh, decide which fashion we like the, the most and the worst. Um, Phil, you're our guest, so you can go first if you like. Oh, you know the best outfit in this has to be Nighthawk. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it was it was pretty it's pretty splendid. I knew, I knew Vix was going to. I was like, Vix will love this outfit. Yeah. yeah. The, the bird the bird shoulder pads to that beak on his face on over his nose, which you know, I'm that's what you want to do when you're jumping from roof to roof is you know put something over your nose to make it harder to breathe. <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely. Oh. And he's got like the little boots that are kind of like uh, Captain America's, where they're like pirate boots. As opposed to like mm. fitting ones, you know, like Daredevil has. And in the little black gloves. I, I love his look. It's great. Yeah, it's a good look. What's your... I'm not sure about the colour combo. How dare you? It's a strange colour combo. <laughs> but, um, I, but the rest yeah. of the suit's not bad, but it's like, why like a brown cape with... I mean, I guess they're supposed to be wearing mm. brown cape. The suit's like black and blue. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that was... That kind of that was a little bit of a weird choice, but it's still pretty great. <laughs> what about your uh, your boot fill? Uh oh, the wor- what the worst? Yeah. Oh, it's got to it's got to be uh, Matt Murdock's uh, shirt and tie combo. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I I agree. I I thought it was terrible. He's had some really bad outfits lately. Yeah. You know. Karen Karen has been like dressed impeccably. Matt is obviously going through something because he's he's not he's not dressing. He's yeah. Matt's always going through something. <laughs> he is always going through something. <laughs> so what is our panel of the week? Vix, you said yours was the cover. Mine's the front cover. <laughs> I I agree. I love this cover so much just because it makes me laugh. Like I, I love it. It's it's so funny yeah. to me. What about you, Phil? I mean, just to be different, because, I mean, that cover is pretty great, but it's probably because I always love a good, you know, when they pull a mask off mm-hmm. of a face that's wearing another mask. Probably that panel with him where he pulls off that latex mask. <laughs> Maskception. Yeah, it, you know, because it, no one can tell it's a mask, even though he's wearing a mask underneath it with with horn, devil horns sticking <laughs> up. <Yeah. laughs> and sunglasses under the uh, the mask, the other mask. Because exactly. we've established in this that he apparently wears his sunglasses under his mask. I just, I just love that it's two sense. layers of sunglasses. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, now it is time to vote what we want to do with this issue. Now, Vix, you can explain what we do with this. I can. Oh, so... by the way, guys, I've just uh, had a look at the bag that this week's issue was in, and I've learned that when I bought it, it cost me $8. Ooh. Mm. $8 well spent. Yeah. So when we decided what to do with this issue, so uh, out in the, the back, of Josie's bar we have a very special place called the vault which is where if we decide we love this issue uh, love an issue so much um that it requires its own special velvet cushion and it gets carried to the back to the vault uh, accompanied by trumpets and the choirs of angels yeah. um if we're not too sure uh, it's like, yeah, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't that great. Um, then we have a special shelf under the bar. Um, and sometimes they might get used to wipe up beer spillages or sick. Yeah. Depends. <laughs> sure. And if we really didn't like it at all and it has absolutely no saving merits at all, then it gets drop kit through the plate glass window and into piss alley where it will sit and decompose sad and alone oh, in the street it's oh, really sad <laughs> uh thanks Vic. um what do we think about this issue then i am going to say i was gonna say under the bar but i think it, it might be the vault for me just because i kind mm-hmm. of laughed a lot in this issue some intentionally, some unintentionally. I don't know what you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah, to be fair, I did. They were... It, see, I don't know. If we had, like, a shelf that was between no. the under the bar <laughs> and the vault... We can't make it even more complicated it. than it is. <laughs> then I would go... Then I would go for the vault, but I would go for a lower shelf. Okay. What do you think, Phil? Uh, I think I'm. It's a tough decision, but I think I'm gonna have to vault this just because. Ooh. I mean, it it really doesn't further Matt's or Daredevil's story at all. I mean, you could not read this issue and really not miss any significant part of Matt's life except for another makeout session. Mm-hmm. But just just the uh, 
you know, all these 1970s outfits, the lingo, you know, everything, you know, the Orange Julius, Matt, that creeping outside a movie theater. But, yeah, just the multiple masks. I mean, I think there's just so much hilarious hilariousness in this issue it's like i have to vault this just to be like so i can pull it out one day and show everyone be like look how ridiculous this issue is <laughs> it was a good solid kind of like 70s comic mm-hmm. yeah definitely all right well it's going in the vault <laughs> my gavel Gavel. to hand so i'll do it with my comb hang on it's going in the vault there you go totally good thank you uh now it's time for everyone's favorite moment in uh the episode which is where we wheel (laughs) out vix (laughs) we wheel you out (laughs) and you get to predict what's going to happen in the next issue are you ready predict as well phil if you can't remember what happens in it um but the next issue is called the girl or the gladiator oh my god is the gladiator back with his fabulous boots (laughs) (laughs) oh yes excellent the girl oh god is karen gonna get like fucking kidnapped or something (laughs) and he has to choose Um, who to save like karen or the gladiator (laughs) And he has to like go into the lion pit again with, oh, with, with the gladiator. The, the really old sad lion. The really oh. old like threadbare lion, uh, and and duel it out uh, with Karen like I don't know tied to a post, going it's like Flash, I love you, but we only have twenty four hours to save the world. <laughs> That would oh be weird, God. and then like Wally oh, West runs God. up and is like, "Don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very strange direction for this to go in. Murdoch's alive. <laughs> Murdoch's alive. <laughs> oh, I need to watch that film again. I haven't uh, seen it in so long. Oh my God! What if? What if there's like a rogue Brian Blessed in the middle of the next episode? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I, I need to watch like, Flash Gordon like soon. Uh, like it's now. Been way too long. Yeah. I've been I listened to the album the other day, so I need to watch it. Oh, so good. Uh, okay, well, would you like a clue, a description? Yes. Okay. Uh, here is the description on Marvel Unlimited. Caught between battling the galvanizing gladiator and saving the relationship with the girl he loves, oh, Daredevil gosh. must make a crucial decision. But is it the right one? You be the judge, true believers. Well, oh, God. I knew. <laughs> I knew it. He had to make a decision between kissing that one of those saw blades and kissing that blonde. I knew it. <laughs> well, at least the gladiator. At least the gladiator's back with his fabulous outfit. Well, yeah, you do like his. You did really like his outfit and his fabulous moustache. It's the boots. The boots just do it me. It's a good cover as like, well. I'm looking at the cover. I'm liking it. I don't think I have this next issue. I definitely have the one after. So we shall have to see. But uh, yeah, are you excited about the Gladiator coming back? 
Yes. <laughs> Do you think he will choose his relationship with Karen or he would choose fighting the gladiator? He's going to choose fighting the gladiator. We all know this. <laughs> like, I could, yeah. Okay. Well, we, we shall see. Uh, anyway, that was the end of this issue, guys. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Phil. Finally, it's lovely to actually talk to you in person. Yes, it's great. To, it was great to chat. It was a, it was a great time. I was glad you invited me. Thank you so much. You are welcome back you at the bar are. anytime you want. So. Always welcome yes. in this hideous dive bar <laughs> that we call home. We have another 600-ish issues to cover, so <laughs> any that you fancy, feel free. It's always it's always going to be like 600 <laughs> issues, though. It's like unless they stop making Daredevil comments, <laughs> like we're here forever. <laughs> This like, is our purgatory. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's my purgatory anyway. <laughs> this is my heaven. <laughs> my heaven fixes hell. <laughs> um, Phil, please uh, tell us about your, because uh, you're actually going to be recording uh, your podcast this afternoon. So please tell us about your sort of various projects you're doing. And if you want uh, to give them a plug, yeah. you, you can. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, I am uh, a host on the Capes and Lunatics and Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast. Uh, on the Capes and Lunatics, we do all the Marvel stuff. Uh, we have various shows where we talk the new comics and stuff. And then we even have uh, uh, Ultimate Spider-Cast, the uh, Spider-Man podcast, and the Devil You Know, uh, and that, uh, another Daredevil podcast. Nice. So yeah. I know we were t- just talking – I forget how we got on it. We were talking Gladiator the other day, and we are just like – you know, he used to be, make a lot of appearances. Now it seems like he makes an appearance, like, like he comes in big and bold, like, once a decade. Mm-hmm. And then you don't see him, like, another ten years or so. And he's changed a lot as well so, over since his first appearance. But I'm just like, yeah, why, why don't they bring him back more often? He has that fabulous costume. <laughs> he's got his fabulous boots. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's he knows that if he was there, if he was in it all the time, then people would get bored of him. So he just gives you just enough just enough like fabulous gladiator realness mm. to keep you wanting more yeah um, they bring so back yeah, every so, uh, other yeah, character yeah. over and over and over again <laughs> talking <laughs> about recent runs of daredevil mm. <laughs> yeah sorry please continue but, uh, oh sorry uh yeah so the capes and lunatics are all our marvel stuff and the capes and lunatics sidekicks is where we do all the dc stuff uh we do green lantern nightwing uh we started a Justice League about show about two months ago, and of course we have uh, we are the ninth the Batman podcast where yes we're going to be uh, recording today the uh, Batman movie review. So by the time you hear this, it, the review should be up. Oh, awesome! I will have a listen to. So it. yeah, I've seen um, the film, so I'm not spoiled. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> I, w- yeah. I will have a listen after I've seen the film. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and again, I mean we're all over social media. Uh, and we love feedback capes lunatics at gmail.com so yeah if you love marvel or dc give a listen and uh send us your feedback yeah definitely yeah i'm sure it was is far more professional than our our show laid back also yeah <laughs> awesome yeah thanks so much and honestly if there's any particular issues you would like i will be uh, i'll probably be putting up um you know, something in the next like week or so about issues we have for free coming up uh, on okay. our Facebook group. 
um so any listeners like join our facebook group we post on there if there's a new issue but you, you know a new episode sorry but feel free to post anything else you want on there like daredevil related um otherwise if you are not on facebook if there is a particular um issue you'd be interested in uh in coming on and joining us for the episode then you can always email us as well or contact us and all that those details are at the end of the episode anyway but yeah thanks phil it's it's time at the bar now uh Ring that ding, bell, ding, Vix. Ding, 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 ding. Ring my bell. Ring my bell. I didn't know it was karaoke night. <laughs> oh, it's always karaoke night in my world. Nice. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line, 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sas.com.